<laughs> yo, yo, you can hear me good? I can hear you amazing. Perfect. Welcome, everybody, to the Keeping It Real podcast with your host, Splash, Brickshit, Legend. You know what I'm saying? Today, I got a special guest, Mr. Mikey Cass, live from LA. Yeah. Yes, sir. One of the legends in the e-com game. You've probably seen his YouTube ads, YouTube videos somewhere. Um, and also, you know, a really good friend of mine, someone I, I take a lot of inspiration from and someone I love just kind of talking to. So I thought it'd be perfect to have him on the podcast, you know, have a little nice conversation, asking some questions and go from there. Mikey, man, uh, how are how you doing today? How's everything on you? I know it's early morning in LA, but how you feeling? I'm chilling. I think today's going to be a good day just because I'm starting it off the podcast. You know, I don't get to do that all the time. So it's going to be a vibe. Yes, sir. So what's your usual routine in LA like nowadays? Good question. Um, so, you know, usually I wake up. I mean, not usually. I always wake up. Um, <laughs> so I always wake mm. up. And then first thing I do is like I just put like my gym clothes on and then I put like my day clothes um, in a little bag and then I head down to the gym. It's just right down the hill for me. So I just, you know, I really push myself in the gym. I take a shower there. After that, I come back to the crib, have a little protein shake my first meal of the day while watching some YouTube. And then I get straight into work. I crush my work up until like five, 6 PM. Um, mm -hmm. unless, you know, I need to work more or less. Uh, and then after that, kind of just take it easy, have another meal. Um, maybe, you know, like just scroll on Twitter or something or discord. And then, um, you know, just kind of take the rest of the day easy. And I obviously like meditate before I sleep or sometimes before I go to the gym. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. I know you've been in like a monk mode type vibe ever since you left Cape Town, which is around like yeah. you know, early February, uh, just being in LA. And, and it's funny because you would think for most people, like LA is not really like that. Not the like, not like the first thing people think of when they think of monk mode, right? Uh, but I just kind of guess like talk about that, bro. It's just like, you know, being back in a oh, place you love to be in and being in, being in monk mode and not being almost like distracted by things there because... I mean, good weather, yeah. I feel like there's always things to do, you know? So, I mean, I'm thinking it takes a lot of discipline to be in monk yeah, mode. Yeah. So, so just talk about that. I think um, monk mode for me includes, like, a lot of partying and clubbing. No, I'm just playing. But um, in all seriousness, I think Los Angeles, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, they say they get, um, you know, kind of dragged into the party life and stuff like that. But honestly, I think it's 100% who you surround yourself with. Like, for me the one place where I truly feel, um, how do I say this? Like truly feel like I'm surrounding myself with good people. Right. It's like when I go to the gym, especially when I'm in bunk mode, like I'm not going out all the time, you know, maybe I'll go to dinner once a week with like a friend or something, but I'm just sitting my ass at home and I'm, you know, working on me, meditating, making my own food, uh, and stuff like that. But you know, when I do go to the gym, you know, thankfully for where I'm at in Los Angeles, there's like some, you know, really successful entrepreneurs, you know, I'm not going to say the companies, but even some of the companies that, you know, if I mention it on this, like the CEOs and the founders go to the gym and, you know, these right. guys are in the billions. So I feel like that gives me a little bit of time to just kind of like see, you know, see these successful entrepreneurs Yo. on the day. Like, bro, I, I know any sort of distraction. I mean, I'm not really into clubbing too much, but 
those aren't people I want to, you know, hang out with, even if I'm not on monk mode, you know, especially in LA, like maybe if I'm overseas and I'm traveling with the boys, but if I'm chilling in LA, I'm, there's no need to go clubbing. I live here. So. Yeah. I love that, bro. I love that. Um, let's actually just even start by kind of talking about you a little bit more, your story. You can give like a brief sur- summary because I remember when you told me you're kind of um, all bringing into like, you know, how you started in, in e-commerce and that, your whole journey in like in your business entrepreneurial world, it was very, very interesting and like a cool story. Um, yeah. Let's like, let's quickly touch on that, bro. Cause I, 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 I love hearing this and I also think people that are listening would find it very interesting. And I think it's a great story yeah. of just like kind of persistence and um, overcoming obstacles. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, 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 I would love for you to share that. Um, yeah, definitely. So me starting off in the entrepreneurial game, right? I don't know how my voice sounds on the, over the Zoom call, but you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old now. So I started at, I would believe like really like just making money online at like 14. And that could have been through YouTube. I mean, I'll just say this, like even before that, like, right. you know, in second grade, I, this sounds so cliche, right? I just felt like I was different. I was chosen, whatever. All <laughs> right? I knew, <laughs> you know, uh, there's no other way to put it, dude. I don't know. Like my heart just told me that like I was different, but I never, I never like, it never physically came to my conscious mind. Right. Which is like, you know, powerful. I didn't tell anyone or anything. I was like, you know, be a pro skater, like obviously like everyone like this is the thing you know when you're in kindergarten everyone says what do you want to be when you're older right you know i want to be right. only fans model I'm just, I'm just fine. but uh <laughs> you know everyone says i want to be an astronaut i want to be a professional this i want to be a professional that so i always kept that same mentality and it's crazy because like i'm i'm serious like this is really when i noticed that i'm like dang these have been you know been influenced and uh, negatively too much is um as the years went by on the first day of school all the teachers are asking what do you want to do what do you want to do and they're like you know i want to be a a teacher which you know all power to teachers no teaching's great i'm not going to choose that one but um you know maybe i want to be um you know working at like this company or something like that and like whatever it is i drastically saw the goals just decrease and i was like for what reason fam uh right you know so i always kept that i wanted to be like pro skater i guess a little when i was younger and then i wanted to be a professional like video maker producer and then um i kind of used that to you know like making videos making youtube i started doing that when i was like 11 or 12 uh and then after that um i had a youtube channel uh that you know blew up it was like hunting killer clowns the drone right because that was the trend at the time you know i listen to this thing Tyler right. has, he says trend stacking is very powerful so drones were really big and then also hunting killer clowns i don't know if anyone remembers like 2015 or 16 or something like that and also my my boy isaiah did that so shout out to him but that was trend stacking got my first bag off that probably made like 10 12k that gave me some right. nice capital um, and at the same time, you know, I'm making money online. I see Ty Lopez here in my garage ad and I buy his SMMA course. Um, and then I did a little bit of drop shipping, like before that, like on eBay and, or no, like I just bought like clear iPhone cases off eBay and I thought that was going to sell. Um, right. and honestly, just through trial and error guys, like, you know, my, my parents didn't necessarily like agree with the business. They thought, you know, I should be focusing on school and stuff like that. So that was such a big hurdle getting over that. My parents mm-hmm. didn't want to, you know, I was, I was underage at the time. They didn't want me to do business under them. So, um, after a while they're just like, nah, you got to focus on school. So I did it under my friend and 
at the age of 17, my, my dreams came true of moving to Los Angeles because every single day from like 14 years old, 15, all the way up until like 17, um, I was just like focused on moving to Los Angeles. Like I, I looked at Los Angeles and I looked at the whole ecosystem, like a spider web. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't know like everything about it, but I knew like so many, you know, entrepreneurs, so many people, so many things about LA and, you know, plus growing up right by Los Angeles, I knew a lot about it. So when I moved here, like I wouldn't say I was tapped in, but I came here and I just got straight to it, bro. Like, you know, I, I knew some people and um, it just started off great. And now I'm at the point where like I've just unlocked this whole new freedom because I'm no longer doing this just to, you know, move to Los Angeles. I've been here for three years now. That's a whole scary feeling in itself. You know, a lot of kids watching this are probably in high school. They're like, you know, I want to prove my my schoolmates wrong, my parents wrong, that I'm going to make this business work and stuff. And I think they sometimes got to be careful of optimizing around that because, you know, I did that. I moved to Los Angeles, but like, how are you going to keep the motivation after that? I mean, it's more about discipline, but, you know, just kind of right. like reassess your goals. Like if I moved to LA, like what comes next, which I, thankfully I know what comes next, but. Yeah, bro. Well, quick, let's quickly touch on that because that was actually one of my main questions as well. Like, I remember, like, you know, I, I don't know anyone that loves L.A. as much as you. And that's that you said that's something that you've wanted to do ever since you were young. Like, is there any reason for that? You know, and and I love that you touched on um, and I want you to elaborate on this. But I love that you touched on how, you know, after you reach your goal, how you have to reassess and just even wondering, does it still even feel the same living in L.A.? You know, or has it been like a thing where it's almost some, like sometimes too normal? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, good question. So, yeah, I mean, just living here. I mean, now it's just my home. Honestly, I don't think of it more or any more, any less of that. But you know, I do wake up every morning super blessed. You know, I told you it's my meditation, um, right. like praying for that. You know, prayers and just um, really finding a lot of joy and like the very simple things, like you know, me being able to live in Los Angeles. I'm able to do this podcast. Like I don't like this today. I don't have to do anything if I didn't want to, right? right. And like I just feel I find that so blessed, and it gives me like this internal joy that's so like long lasting. However, freedom, it's bro. not that, that same. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that same crazy high, you know, like I don't wake up every morning like, oh, my God, like, you know, this is what makes me happy, like living in the Hollywood Hills and like whatever. I just, you know, like the bare necessities, like, you know, having my own place is is cool. But like the whole, you know, thing of Los Angeles, you know, I mean, you get used to it after a while, but you definitely reflect like, you know, quite often about like, wow, this is really amazing for me. Was there any in this like any type of inspo that made you want to move to LA when you were younger? Like, do you remember like an exact point? Inspo. You watched, you know, it was, it was oh my God. Yeah. Watch. Kate Alvarez's videos. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because any one, inspiration one of my friends, definitely. Actually, let me quickly what? touch on this. One of my friends told me that the, he watched uh, the, the Ray Shrum and uh, uh, no tight video and that was like you no know, one of the reasons he wanted to LA <laughs> so like I was like yeah, hey, yeah. you know is it a music video or so yeah nah um yeah to touch back anything that inspired me of Los Angeles um definitely I can name a few things but I'll start off with you know I was raised like nearby Los Angeles so like hour and a half away and right. something about the Hollywood Hills in specific to me like you know I feel like maybe East Coast kids 
they might, you know, always dream of living in Manhattan or, you know, if they're in um, right. North, Northeast or like, you know, by Florida, they want to move to Miami and something. Yeah. Uh, so me just being, you know, right by Los Angeles, I thought it was like San Diego, just a little bit um, more like kind of hectic. You know, San Diego is more like chill, relaxed, like older people. But Los Angeles was just like, I, I don't know. I just thought there was so many entrepreneurs and something about a house in the hills, bro. To be honest, I can't say it. I don't know if it's right. my Lopez or my garage, ad, but I've always been drawn to it so much. Um, but I, you know, I do want to include like, obviously, you know, house in the hills, but like, you know, Los Angeles in itself isn't going to make you happy. This city tears down a lot of people, 3 million people moving in here uh, like every single year, you know, so I'm thankful Damn. I've been here for three years now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, some people use it wrong, right? It's like a tool that could be right. used, um, but it could be used very well against you if you're not smart with it. So that's why you got to, you know, surround yourself with the right people. Like people think, oh, when I go to Los Angeles, I'm going to go to all these parties and do networking. Like, bro, they get sucked in this trap and it's just like they go right back to where they came from. So I just came here and knew what I was going to come here for. You know, I came here with an intention and it's just like, well, I don't think Los Angeles has anything to do with my intentions. Um like I knew my intentions coming here, but I don't think it had anything to do with like my career choice or anything. Like I could do this from anywhere. It was just a place where, you know, I could just kind of um, chill and, you know, work and settle down. Like I'm 20 years old. I'm about to settle down but with my wife right now. Oh, sure. <laughs> Five kids. Yeah. Same. All different ethnicities. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no man i feel you bro i mean even with me i'm all, since i was a young kid growing up in toronto i always wanted a apartment with that view with the tower you know and it's like for yeah some so people, you can just you they, can they just uh, get it you can agree yeah 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 it makes sense bro it's like something that and even now bro like that that thing is just so cool to me you know it's like a, it's like a symbol it's almost like a symbol of like yeah. Maybe you fulfilling something you wanted as a kid, you know? It's like, oh shit, like it's it's cool. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just gonna go in this gas station. We can continue the podcast a little bit. I'm gonna go in this gas station and get a water real quick. Bet, bet. Do you think you're gonna talk while you're on there as well? Can I talk about what? Oh no, I was saying, are you gonna talk while you're in the gas station as well? We can continue this. I don't mind. Oh yeah, I'm in a little bit. It's just gonna take me one second. Yeah, actually, give me a second. time, bro. I'll, I'll edit this out. Don't worry, bro. Thank you. Yo, Splash. Yo, yo. Hi. I'm back. So right now, you guys can hear me on the podcast. I still, to this day, like I just drive around. Uh, whenever I have free time today, I woke up a little early. So I'm just going to go drive around some nice, beautiful neighborhoods and just kind of visualize, you know, while mm. I'm doing this podcast. It only makes sense. So. No, it makes sense, bro. I love that, man. I love that. Um, I feel like I'm like a Gary V video that just came to life. my man's going to garage <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go the to kid. a beverly hills garage sale while we're on this the kids selling some chanel bags <laughs> excuse me can you do five dollars for this 
<laughs> my man's got the accent on point. I love it. <laughs> okay, let's continue the potty though, for the potter. For, sh- for sure, bro. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we. I want to talk about traveling as well, but I, I would love to talk talk about that in a second. Uh, before we talk about that, man, let's talk about like the new you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like ever since we linked up in Cape Town, and you went back um you went back to LA and you know just in 2022 I feel like there's it's, it's a new whole new Mikey cast you know what I mean so yeah kind of just wanted to talk about certain mindset shifts like a- perspective shifts life life shifts you know habit shifts that you made that um led you to being the new you you know and when I say the new you I mean that in like a be- in a in a, in a, in a good way of like a better you you know what I mean like a change yeah like a new right direction yeah bro yeah change towards the right direction mm-hmm. so um what's it called yeah I mean I can talk I get, you know there's like a few different realizations I've come to so I guess mm-hmm. I could just start off like one by one for sure number one I think it is about setting higher standards for yourself, right? I think entrepreneurs listening to this, I mean, I think it comes, you know, different, um, different uh, stages, right? Like when, when I'm first starting off entrepreneurship, when I was still in San Diego, you know, living with my parents, going to high school, like obviously I set like a very high quality of standard behind my work because I didn't make it yet, right? I was like super hungry, but uh, what I realized like a few months ago, like a little bit before or like towards the end of summer coming into winter while I was in Cape Town with Splash and the boys is like, I got to set a higher standard of myself for my work. Like what I thought previously, let's just say my business being 100K a month, right? Just hypothetically, right. it could be more, it could be less. And I always am trying to scale to, let's just say, you know, a million a month. And I never... Like, I just kept doing the same exact thing that I'm doing. And I thought, oh, all I have to do, you know, hypothetically is just scale up, right? Mm-hmm. I got to squeeze it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I thought, you know, I could just continue doing the same exact thing that I'm doing right now. And all I have to do is, you know, just scale up, right? Scale budgets on ads or whatnot. And like, I noticed myself at like this complete plateau, right? Mm-hmm. And I came to the realization, if you want to start, you know, making something like a million dollars a month, I'm just using finances as an example. And this is a million dollar gross, right? So it's not all profit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just saying that also hypothetically as uh, income people <laughs> and <laughs> everything's hypothetical, right? I'm hypothetically on the Zoom call. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, like you got to start operating like that business, right? Like how does a million dollar brand run, right? Like you might need to start acting like a million dollar a month brand, you know, maybe five, six months before your brand catches up. And that means like, you know, maybe they're doing blog posts, like more organic stuff as well. Like look at like what those are, those people are doing. Um, also a standard of like, you know, I had my employees over at the crib, um, Mm-hmm. Shout out Connor and Keenan. They were coming from Michigan. And, you know, I felt like I'm these, you know, people's leader also coming from the leader role. Right. And um, I mean, I'm kind of like a good example for them. I'm not like their leader, you know, they have their own life, but I'm kind of like a good example. I should say I'm a little bit older than them. You know, I, I hired them um, and, you know, they came to the house and I, I, it was like day three, day four. And they were like drinking water out of like a solo cup. 
And I don't know, just something about it just told me about the bigger picture. Like how did I let them sit here for four, you know, maybe five days just drinking solo cups? Like these, these mans need water bottles. So, you know, we went to Whole Foods and I was like, yo, get whatever you guys want. You know, they were getting like DoorDash and stuff previous to that. But I started looking at like, you know, if I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to be a, uh, you know, owner of a business, right? I, like I have to be more selfless, right? I can't afford right. to you know, I can't just look at things through like the lens of my life. Like I have to wake up early, not for myself and, you know, not to make more money for me and to live a better life for me. Like, you know, there's people that I pay their bills to, right. Especially at this point in my career, like it's getting serious. Um, so I think, you know, if you are a successful entrepreneur, you know, or like quote unquote successful entrepreneur, you know, you have a few employees that could be overseas, you maybe one, you know, in the States or two in the States. Um, I believe that you should be working a lot harder once you bring other people into your business, because now these people are going to be, you know, relying on you. And I know how hard they work, bro. I know how hard Connor and Keenan work. And sometimes on some days they work harder than me and I'm supposed to be, you know, taking care of them, helping them out. So I always got to be ahead of everyone in the business. You know, I have like, 22 people or maybe like or like 18 people now working under me and you know there's 18 people that can outwork me right and i have to be ahead of every single one of them so that's right. that you know i got a few more realizations but i want to hear you know what you have to say no that's very interesting man i i, I really really like that concept of being selfish yeah. for and by and being selfless by being selfish you know what i mean i've always thought that way as well is um a lot of times we we are not selfish with who we are and like with our time and energy, but that's the most selfish yes, things bro. we can do because it affects the people that we care about. You know what I mean? Oh, this, um, so this is going to make me come up with another realization. I remember, you know, it, I, I mean, it. um, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Pause. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so another realization, guys, is I'm sure a lot of people do this, right? But I was too nice. And I put people on too much that would not do certain things for me, right? And I think that's very unhealthy. Well, I wouldn't necessarily blame on them, right? You know, I would go out of my way to help certain people out and push them. And these people, they would not give two fucks about me, right? And I think it's because I didn't draw the line with some people, right? right? I think it's important for people to draw the line in business, especially business, you know, young people, depends who you're working with, right? But you got to really um, let them know if, the, if you, they do something you don't like by any means and it's unfair, right? If it's unfair, you got to tell them or else it's going to be an ongoing problem over the next few months. This person's going to realize, oh, I can get whatever I want. And subconsciously, they built up very little respect for you because you didn't have any respect for yourself and telling them, you know, where your boundaries are. So I definitely, um, you know, was the nice guy. So right. now when you meet me, I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, You're it's, mean. It's completely rawr. different. <laughs> yeah yeah but um it's completely different right so i just you know yeah. setting boundaries and like dude some yeah, people bro i i had people in my life where they needed me way more than i needed them i'm not saying that in like an egotistical way or something like that i could have needed them if they maybe helped me out right and i wasn't helping them out i would need them more than me but like 
man, I was just doing too much for people that didn't give a fuck about me or maybe not give a fuck about me, but they, they, they didn't have the self-respect for themselves to like, you know, understand that they should, you know, continue, maintain a good relationship with me, you know? I, I feel you, bro. I feel you. And you know, the main thing that's changed is you become more assertive. You become just more of who you are and goes back to assertive. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's the essence of a man, right? Uh, I mean, you know, feminism nowadays, you know, one, woman can do it too, but like <laughs> no one respects a man that's not assertive, right? I started being, you know, more assertive. Like, you know, if someone says some, you know, someone says something disrespectful or someone does something that's unfair, you got to speak up, right? Like you can't just, yeah. um, you know, like you're going to add to the problem if you just, you know, sit there and say nothing, you got to speak up for yourself. Like I didn't really learn that honestly until I'm, it's crazy that I'm saying, so, you know, I'm like 19, 20 years old. I never really just spoke up for myself. You're right, bro. And that's from high standards, you know, it's high standards of how you want to live life and how you want to be treated. When you have high standards mm-hmm. for that, you're not going to tolerate certain things. And that's exactly what you did. Um, set high exactly, standards of how exactly. people will treat you and how, how you are willing to be treated by people, what you're going to tolerate. You know what I'm saying? We don't get what we deserve. We get what we exactly. tolerate. High standards too is like the opposite of laziness, you know, just to kind of extend the convo to a little another topic, but um, you know, high standards, you know, I'm working on a project right now. It's, it hasn't been made right. public or anything, but um, right. with that coming out, you know, like, very high standards with it right i know exactly what i want i'll tell you this like my old um the old me so you know i got some developers um working on some stuff and the old me would be like let's just say they send like this rough draft like oh yeah you know that's fine whatever and like not and that right there you know it wouldn't look as good it would be nowhere as you know useful or you know good by all means um however i'm not gonna settle until I get what I like and what I'm confident with, right? Like, obviously, you know, your first, uh, first listing is, um, your first listing or, you know, your first, you know, thing of your business, maybe it's like, let's say a product page, like it's never going to be as good. Like the first one's always going to be shit. However, I know what my first one's going to be. So I think, you know, don't be lazy. Don't cut corners, be confident in things you stand behind. Right. Like, yeah, you have to be confident behind the things you're creating and, not think of it as lazy you know no i agree bro and i can tell uh that difference in you know from the project you're talking about you were sending me like a quick example of the website and i can tell that you had higher standards in how you presented it high standards in every area you know where versus in the past like you know you might just launch something just to launch it right before carefully thinking like is this the best that i can put out there uh, and, I, exactly. and I really like that. And I really, really like that. Another thing that I really um, enjoy talking to you about, which you already covered earlier, and this is something I think we talk about in Cape Town more than anything, um, the concept of, uh, you know, doing the things that you want, you know, like, it's like, you, like what you said today, everything that you do today, oh, yeah. you do it because you want to, it's not, you're not forced to, right? Yeah. Let me yeah. touch on that because I feel like that was like a huge thing or difference in uh, how you thought that I noticed and like what that change looks like and what that even means. Yeah. So I realized, um, you know, sometimes I would be, I don't know how to say it in words. Right. Um, I'm just going to leave you guys speechless <laughs> now, but um, so 
I realized, you know, when I come back to Los Angeles, I'm quite literally going to do nothing, right? I'm just going to sit in my room. However, I'm going to slowly add things into my routine that I like doing, right? So I, I don't know if like this is the best approach, you know, I'm not going to act like I know it all, but, you know, I like going to the gym. I like working on my business. Like if, if someone asks me, you know, I'm in monk mode. This is also a thing with, um, you know, just kind of setting my boundaries and stuff. If I'm on monk mode and, you know, Oh, you're cutting out there, bro. You're cutting out very heavily. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Uh, uh should be better now. Test, test. One, two, three. Yeah, you're good, bro. You're good. Okay, you're cutting out the. How about now? Am I good, bro? Yeah, you're good. Am I good? Yes, yeah, sir. All right, continue, brother. Okay, yeah. So the problem, uh you know, that I was faced with is I would always say yes, right, to things that I didn't want to necessarily do. Because Mm -hmm. I did things out of scarcity. I did things out of scarcity. You know, I started looking at the things I do out of abundance, I get to go to the gym because I like to not because I have to, right. So when people would, you know, often invite me to things, I felt obligated to go somewhere and do something with someone or maybe by myself, right. I did things out of scarcity. I would always just say yes, but like that stuff is always going to be there, but I had to be a little bit more selfish, right? Um, uh, Yeah, I had to be a little bit more selfish in my time and, you know, just learn how to say no to certain things and really just, you know, enjoy what I do. There's so many subconscious things that I did that I didn't necessarily enjoy. I felt obligated to do. So now I'm a little bit, you know, more selfish, like a healthiness, uh, a healthy level of selfishness in my life um, to, you know, just, you know, literally just focus on me, bro. That's it. Like at the end of the day, like I'm focused on me. I'm not focused on any other person's life. And I I feel like that's beautiful. I'm just crafting myself, you know, I'm chiseling away. Um, Yes, sir. I'm just kidding. And yeah, it's basically it. I love that, bro. I love that. Um, let's talk about quick let's quickly talk about uh you know traveling and i got a couple more questions or topics that we can touch on uh but yeah traveling bro i know you travel you like to travel you you are pretty well traveled like you've visited a good amount of countries and places uh talk to me about some of the lessons that you've learned just traveling and you know um even maybe certain experiences perspective shifts anything related to travel i'd love to hear that that's a good question um I would say it would definitely like, you know, I could start off the basics, right? Definitely. um, I mean, just to give some context, um, I've been traveling, you know, since I was like two months old. I think at two months I went to Jamaica or three months old. I went to Jamaica (laughs) over like 20, 20, you know, I was just in Jamaica smoking it up, you know, Rastafarian ting, eh? I had the dreads at well, three months years old. You know what I'm saying, eh? <laughs> nah, nah. But um, uh, what's it called? I, yeah, you know, like 22 countries. So I mean, just growing up, I always knew. Like I, I didn't, you know. Once again, it wasn't in my conscious mind, but I knew. You know, obviously, everyone didn't live like this. You know, the way I grew up. You know, in America and California, um, and what's it called? Yeah, I was never afraid of like, I was never judgmental. You know, when we went to South Africa, right, I took you guys to the townships a little bit. Right. And if, if anyone's watching, you guys don't know what the townships are. 
obviously they had the apartheid uh where the settlers from like europe like nordic countries came they kicked the true africans out uh, of the city they put them out so they're you know they're less fortunate they were like very heavily oppressed right they weren't given the same opportunities they were basically kind of almost forced to suffer so there's a lot of like tin huts you know um made with you know I don't want to say mud huts, but like, you know, made out of, uh, what's it called? Like mud. Um, and you know, it's just like very, very, very run down in this place. And, you know, when we went there, like I've been to places like that multiple times, like when I was little, my parents made sure, you know, I saw those things. Like we went to Ethiopia, right. Uh, we went to, I mean, the, yeah, in Ethiopia, um, you know, even in like mm, Turkey, not so much, but like, you know, we went to so many other countries. So, I've seen it before, um, and I felt like really comfortable, right? A lot of people would be kind of uh, intimidated going into those places, but I think it's beautiful. Like some of those things are beautiful. You know, the, the people there were very happy, uh, stuff like that. So it just really made me, you know, kind of blessed for what I have today. Um, you know, and it gave me such a wide perspective on things. You know, I can't like pinpoint like a specific, you know, reason, oh, what it made me more aware of, but like, man it, it just i don't know i feel like it made me like a more well-rounded individual you know if i could say that without sounding cringy but um, right what do you it's think from the, like travel you've, you've, you've traveled you've traveled a decent what's up i was gonna say um or i was you know i guess it's really a question you're about to ask me as well um something that you just touched on is like the gratitude is such a huge part of it um just you know being understanding the reality of life like what we have sometimes is like such a such a blessing that you know as you said like it gets so normal that we forget so it's like good to always have that different perspective in your mind um and yeah Yeah. just change how you think about things man i also realize like you know some of these people man um they some of the people, you know, living in a more less fortunate, it, it realized how greedy I was, right? You know, we were in Cape Town also. Cape Town was just a big time of reflection, right? Um, right. And, and uh, we we were like wanting to get uber eats right you know i I always use this 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 is a great acronym or not acronym this is a great uh, the word for this analogy great yeah it's a great analogy so we wanted to get food and we're like yo let's uber eat some food and you know we're in south africa just you know an hour before that we saw starving kids on the side of the road you know begging for food and even a little bit of money right like a hundred rand which is like six bucks um i mean a hundred rand would you know but you know being for bare minimum just trying to get some food and we had so much food in the refrigerator in cape town that this food was rotting right like we couldn't eat all of it we ordered too much food and then here we are ordering more food on uber eats you know, uh, kind of luxury in the, in, you know, in the standard of food, you know, you got to pay for delivery and all that good stuff. Um, and I was like, man, there's people starving out there and we are just so freaking, you know, we're all being a little bit greedy right now. Um, and the, and I, I realized like this, this applies to so many aspects of our life. Like where in our life do we have so much of one thing and it gets handed on a silver platter with someone telling us, Hey, would you like more of this? And we say yes. So often 
that what we currently have is just collecting dust and we can never do anything with it. And that's such a huge problem because today I'm food, tomorrow it's something else. And the next day it's on materialistic items, right? And I started being way more resourceful of the things that I have. Like, I really don't have many items nowadays. You know, I got a car, I get a place where Mm -hmm. I live, I have my laptop, I have, you know, I have my laptop, you know, I have, um, you know, a few clothes, but I don't have really anything that I don't really use um, or anything that I don't really need, right? And I just wanted you guys to sit on that analogy, right? You know, like how often, how many parts of your guys' life are you guys handed are being handed something with a silver platter that you take for granted. Meanwhile, you have, you know, more of, you know, what's being served on that silver platter, almost rotting in your life that you're never able to use collecting dust. That is just greed. And I feel so guilty. If anything should bring shame to you, it's me, you know, being so, um, greedy meanwhile there's so many other less fortunate people so it brings me a lot of gratitude just having the simple things you know clean water clean food and i make sure i utilize i finish all my meals now right i before i used to just have sometimes like i would leave half the plate but i finish all my meals now every little thing that comes into my life i make sure i get 100 percent use out of it rather than inviting a lot of things into my life um, like I'm not buying a whole bunch of clothes anymore. I'm not getting a whole bunch of things, but the things that I do, you know, bring into my life, I use it to its full extent. So wow. I'm being more resourceful. I love that, bro. Yeah. That's the word bro. being more resourceful. Um, I love, I love that, man. I love that. I love seeing this, you know, change, uh, of yeah. who you've become and just like how you think, man, it's, it's, it's very, very dope, bro. Um, I guess one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is, um, what are some other things that you want to get yourself involved in that may not be money motivated? You know, that's more, maybe let's say passion and interest motivated. Are there certain that careers, certain, certain, yeah, certain things that you want to involve yourself in? Um, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you, bro. Okay. That's a good question. I love, so I think you should always build on to what you're good at. Right. And right. It doesn't make sense me like, you know, I'm a, I'm an introvert, believe it or not, but it doesn't make me unconfident, right? I can talk to people, I can put on a good time for people, I can make people feel good, right? Kind of like an introverted extra or uh, extroverted right. introvert, right? So like, you know, I'm, I'm right. good with people. Sometimes it brings me energy, but a lot of times I like to be by myself. And I think, you know, strength that I have is... You know, especially with my few YouTube videos that I put out, like my day in the life, like I get DMs all the time of people like post more and like putting out content. And originally right. that's how I got my first bag, right? At 15 years old or something, making, you know, 10K in a month and millions of people. I was in broadcast mills do contests now I'm not, I'm not into like or anything but that was just like it was a elective in my class and you know we'd fly to different states to do competitions for like filmmaking and journalism right so i think it doesn't make sense that i just sit behind the computer and i build businesses based around you know knowing no one knowing who i am just like behind like a brand name you know shop uprise or something like that so i want right. to <laughs> i want to you know get more more into like you know, creating content on YouTube. That's my strength, bro. I shouldn't just be sitting behind a computer. Like I agree, bro. You know, I enjoy not, your not content like a, a lot, man. 
Yeah, yeah, not not like an egotistical way or something, but like you know, people like watching the videos, and I love making them. That's like my strength. And like for the amount of YouTube videos that I've uploaded, I feel like I've built like a really you know loyal, passionate fan base. Um, and man, I got so many beautiful connections just through it. You know, like even right. in uh, Cape Town, like I mean, you met Pete, right? You met Pete through Person Brand. Like I go right. all around the world, and I've met some dope people. Like it's crazy, bro. Like I don't have many followers, right? Um, you know, on Instagram, like 16k, whatever, dude, I sound like such a clout whore right now. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I only have 60k. It's not much. But like every city that I land to, bro, when I'm traveling, uh, I'm like, yo, who has like a car or who has this? Or like, let's just say I like I needed help with something. There's always someone in a city. And they're able to help me. And I'm just like, damn, bro, like people really know me all the way out in freaking, um, you know, where did I do this? In um, like Milan, I was in Milan, right? Guy who runs Cabby Lame store, Shopify store. I'm like, yo, he wants to link up. And I'm like, bro, this is crazy. bro. like, I just want to build on my personal strengths. That's what you can expect from me more, you know, more YouTube videos, some more personal branding. Hell yeah, bro. I think those will be dope. And uh, I've experienced the same thing, man, through my personal brand. I feel, like, I feel like that's the reason I have the circle I have now. You know what I mean? Like with people like Simon meeting through personal brand, like even you pretty much meeting through personal branding. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm very, very grateful for In the Nepal. circle I have. In yes, Canada, sir. Too, you, had, you had what? How many people pulled up for the for your little meeting? Meet up, bro. Like, bro, it was like 20 to 30 people, depending on because we had two events so far. I'm trying to do two more before I leave, and it's still good. Did you, a lot of people show up, bro. And those people, those people are from your following, like, are your followers? Yeah, bro. That is that's insane, dude. Because think about this, like, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, like, I don't even we're living in unwritten life, right? I think like we have to be really smart about how we play our cards because we are in like a beautiful position dude you moved at what 13 to canada uh, i'm like nine years old very young yeah nine years old moving from nepal you know we saw where you came from a little village and then now you're coming back to your country and you're inspiring the people at you're 21 22 22 22 years old you're coming back and you're a role model for these people bro at 22 years old and this is just a start and that's Facts, like the power of personal brain you were able to go to your country these people got to soak in hours of your information and create an email marketing agency just because some videos and you changed their life and you got to meet 30 people that you previously didn't know it's kind of cool shit it's like, these people really were impact them like it's yeah it's op guys too is OE. it's like actually insane you can do many things with it facts brother facts i agree with you um that is a very interesting thing i haven't thought about that yet but that's actually very very true um yeah man let's uh we'd love to kind of uh you know talk about any last thoughts before you uh before we end this podcast um you know anything yeah. you're looking who's your who, who's your like average listener your your avatar <laughs> And the average one, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying um, the average one is like probably a, either an entrepreneur and someone someone that is interested in the same things as us, probably in the same industry as us, you know, just wanting to be an yeah. entrepreneur, building businesses. I'm trying to, to see what advice to give. 
Okay, okay. I'll just give some like real general advice, right? I'm, this podcast is not about like specific things in business because there's going to be so many different people watching this. But, you know, I'm just going to say, guys, figure out like what your goal is. What do you truly want to do with your life? Nothing about, oh, take this. Uh, listening more to my intuition. Your intuition never fails you, right? it fails you way less than you know your conscious mind just figure out what you want to do guys and i promise you like this sounds so cliche and you can do whatever you want with this information but don't give up because you're gonna look back and you're gonna live a life that is just completely like you know you're thankful you built like an empire something like this you don't ever want to be 40 years old looking back and like oh this is you know whatever like there's no feeling like, you know, give me a, a one second to be a little materialistic of just sitting on it on a freaking yacht with the boys. You got 10 people, you know, you maybe have a family that you raised or maybe you don't. And you're just like, damn, bro, I grinded for so long and I built this beautiful life and I impacted so many people's life. And like, let's say you're at the peak of your entrepreneurship career and you achieve your goals that I think is biologically ingrained within us of what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to achieve our goals. Think like this sounds so like, you know, Oh, like obviously, but a lot of people don't follow it. We're supposed to achieve our goals. And when we get that feeling of achieving our goals, we're going to feel some sort of, you know, sense of gratitude, you know, and being blessed. And, you know, we can do that before. Like I'm living the good life now, but that's what we're supposed to do. Like we're not supposed to do anything else. Like we're not made to, work a thing that we don't like like no that is you know forgive me for being very judgmental but like that what like a loser that sounds so bad but like i'm not calling people losers you know that are necessarily ended up in that situation but like <laughs> true winners and true you know what i'm saying it's like their goals whatever makes them feel happy what they feel like their intuition says if you're if you are not living a life where your intuition says you know I shouldn't be doing this, then you're going to feel a lot of, you know, grief and all that stuff. So really just don't give up. I agree. I love that, man. I love that. That's a really good way of ending this podcast. I'm going to say that we're going to do an in-person one because we're going to definitely link up this summer. So I'm excited for that one as well. You know, I, I think there was uh, one overdue in Cape Town that we didn't get to do. And we're going to be in Cape Town again this year, which is going to be lit or I guess this summer, or this next coming summer. So I'm very, very yeah. excited for that. Uh, Mikey, thanks for being on, bro. I really appreciate you uh, for coming on and just, you know, taking your time, answering some questions. Always great catching up with you. You know, always love seeing the new version of you that you become every time we talk and shit. Yeah. So it's always, always a blessing, bro. Um, everybody check his class. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I was just going to say my pleasure, dude. Thank you for having me. You know, you're a big inspiration to me because you're one of the few people that really got it right in this entrepreneur game, honestly. Like, you put your family first, bro. You got them a place. You put your people on. You go to Nepal and look at all the people that I look up to. You did it right, bro. So thank you for having me. No, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. It means a lot, brother. But thank you guys all for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.